0: Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likut alachas, Yoradea, Helik Shani, Hilchas Kile Behema, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Hey. We dedicate the learning today, Lilu Nishmas, Rabbi Yeza, Reb and Yaakov, Yentefradel, Bas, Rabbi Shwariyeh, Zahavaleya, Bas, Rabavrom, Sibkarivka, Bas, Hillel, and Lilu Nishmas, all the others that need an alias Nishama. And for a complete refuah shleima for all those that need it, including Chadidah Chana Baskalia, Rochel Baskalia, Noe'a Nechama Baskalia, Yohishua Ruvain Ben Chana Esther, Yisrael Ben Rochel, Rachamim Ben Rochel, David Ben Behia, Sheindel Basleya, Idis Basmriam and Michal Sora Bas Hadassah, David Lei Ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai Ben Talia, Avram David Ben Hanna, Shleman Isim Ben Masel, Yeshua Ruven Ben Brian Rechel, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Aviva Elonabas Yus Behendel, Sorachel Basius Behendel, Peretz Eliohu Ben Soralea, Havaliba Ben Doira, Soralea Bas Havaliba, Shlemoid Ben Rivka Sprinzer, We're speaking about discussing the topic of Shoirva Chamoir, the topic of Kilayim, which applies to any two different species of animals in terms of doing work with them or causing them to mate. But the Torah specifically mentions Shoir and Hamoyr as an example, an ox and a donkey. Paragraph, hey now, V'yalken, Yaakov, Avinu, Ksiv, Vayivka, now is making the connection to the chapter in the Imran that this halach is based on, chapter 61, where Rav explains there that when you want to try to achieve Hamtoka Hadinam, sweetening any harsh judgments or sweetening any sinsumim, any constrictions, you need to connect to a very high source, to a very high sechel. And he mentions specifically the Beis HaMikdosh, the Kodesh HaKadosh, and the Holy of Holies in the Beis So here, when Yaakov Avinu is, is running from his brother Esau, it says there that he came to the site, Bamokoim, And he spent the night there, and he took from the rocks that were there, and he placed it under his head. And the Gemara tells us first it says he took from the stones, the rocks, plural, and then it uses the term Evan, singular. And the Gemara says that a miracle occurred, that he took a number of stones. And and each one of the stones wanted desperately that the tzaddik should place his head upon it. So what ended up happening was that all the stones merged together and became one. All of those individual stones became part of, joined together with the rock, the original rock from which the world was created. Because that's where Yaakov Avinu had laid down, at the site of the Beis HaMikdosh. And as Rabbi explains there in chapter 61 on Likud Imran, that's what can bring about the sweetening of all constrictions. By the person becoming part of that original rock, that was used to create the world. V'chemuvua kol ze As all of this is elaborated upon in chapter 61 on Mikut Ayin Shom. Take a look over there. Alkain hoyozoiz base sheborach me'esov. And now we understand why this event is taking place specifically when he's looking to escape from Esav. Ki iker Esav Because this is one of the most powerful things that brings about the downfall of Esav, this connecting to the highest sechel, which is the Beis HaMikdash, which is the Evan Shesir. V'yalken, mismach yachad, va'yifka b'mokoyim, l'halichas Esav el Yishmoyel. And now we understand also why this entire event, which it takes place at the beginning of Parshas Vayetzei, Follows the end of the previous parsha, where the last event that takes place there is that Esav goes to Yishmoel and takes a wife from the daughters of Yishmoel. This union between these two superpowers of the Kosov, as it says at the end of the previous parsha, that it was when Esav saw. That Yitzchok had given a blessing to Yaakov, and that Yitzchok and Rivka expressed their negative feelings towards the women, certain women. That's when Esav went to take a wife from Yishmoel. This is what aroused a jealousy, a stronger jealousy in Esau when he saw Yaakov Avinu getting a blessing from from his parents. his hisgaberolov. And Asa was looking to overpower Yaakov and to take revenge from him. Therefore, he went to Yishmuel, so that these two superpowers of evil should join together, the axe and the donkey, as the Zohar Kodesh refers to both of them, and this is why the Pesach says that Esau went to Yishmael. And right after Esau goes to Ishmael at the end of the previous parsha, then the new parsha begins that Yaakov Avinu leaves Be'er Sheva, and he goes to Choron and he suddenly comes upon the site of the base shehu which is where that rock that the world originated from is. and Yaakov Avinu gathers from the rocks that were there, vayosem and he places it under his forehead, under his head. V'nichlalu kulam be'evanachas, and the Gemara tells us that all the rocks there joined together and became part of one. Da'henu b'ho evan she'sia, shezeo b'chinas ha'am tokois kol hatzintzumim sheba'olam, al yedei hasichliim haprotiim hashayachm lehem. This conforms beautifully with What Rabbenazal writes there in Likuti Moran, that in order to sweeten harsh judgments, in order to correct all the Sinsumim, all the constrictions, we need to connect to the individual sechel from which each and every single item in this world was created from and is connected to. And as Rabbenazal explains there, all of these individual sechels. Receive from the ultimate sechel, which is the Evan Shesiyah. because remember the Gemara makes a statement: "Call me nivne Whoever has seichel, it's as if the beis samikdash were already built during their time, because the beis was the center of the highest body of seichel, the Sanhedrin Agdola, the leading rabbis. Shadayze ikrahamtoka bikhlal u bfrat and it's by connecting to the Evan shasia that's what brings about the greatest hamtoka the greatest sweetening both for the general public and for each and every individual kemoshim of urshamas as zal explains over there valideh hamtoka zu alideh shikhlal kolat znum baven Shorva and it's through this Hamtoka, by all the Tzimtzumim being connected to the Evan Shasia, this is what brings about the downfall of Esav and Yismoil, the ox and the donkey. midinim. Whereby their connection, where they draw their energy from, is from din from the left side. nimtokim mm-hmm. When when the tzimtsumim are not sweetened, are not rectified. Alidei hat taaroyvos has shown. And when when there's an improper mixture. Of of things, when things get mixed together that shouldn't be allowed to get mixed together, such as two different species of animals. Now we can understand also why the Torah tells us. That before Yaakov Avinu arrived at that site, the site of the Beit HaMikdash, he was involved in studying Torah for fourteen years straight in the yeshiva of Shem Ve'ever. As our rabbis deduce from this pasuk, it says over there, "Va'yishka hahu." In that, at that site, Yaakov Avinu slept, and the Gemara tells us. There he slept, but for the 14 years prior to that, he wasn't sleeping at night. He was getting up in the middle of the night, and he was studying Torah. Because it was specifically as a result of Yaakov Avinu studying Torah in the yeshiva of Eber, That's what gave him the ability to sleep a an incredible holy sleep at the site of the Beis Samekh Tosh i day zai cuz zocho lavela makomahu shehu that's what elevated him to be able to connect to this highest place called the oven shsia to gather together all the sinsumim, all the constrictions, all the dinim, and connect them to the evan Echad. That's what's being represented by all of those rocks joining together and becoming one nintiku kol That's what resulted in sweetening all negativity, all harsh judgments. and the power of Asa and Yisroel was removed. kiem Because Rabbeinu Al shows there in Likutim Imran it's impossible for a person to connect to the Evan Shasia and become part of it without the Torah. Shehi nafkes mi ilah. And the Torah originates from the highest chachma. And it's through the, this level of Torah that a person is able to rise up and plug into the Evan Shasia. Bebechinas kodesh kadoshim, which was in the holy of holies, shezel bechinas luchos ho evan. Kemoshemavurshemamaranal. Aynshem, as Rabbeinu shows there in Likuteim Ramban, that the the Torah was given on tablets of stone, luchos ho evan. And the Luchas were in the same place as the Evan Shasia inside the Holy of Holies, the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So the Luchas represent the Torah. The Torah, a a high-level study of Torah, is what connects a person to the the Evan, the rock, the Evan Shasia, thereby enabling that person to sweeten all Dinim, all Tzimtzumim. And that's what took place over there. And what's what's all that in Sumim really all about? It's about the power of Asaf and Yishmael. I believe it's not coincidence that we're learning about this now because the, the Jewish nation in Eretz Yisrael especially is doing battle against Yishmael. That we see in a more obvious way. The Arabs the, 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 the terrorist organizations among the Arabs especially, but we see also the, the axis of evil in the world. We see North Korea, we see China, we see Iran, we see the different powers, the United Nations. The only instance where they're united, the ace of an Ishmael, is when it's coming to anti-Israel. When it's coming to pummeling the Jewish people in Eretz Israel and in actuality all over the world. Any questions, please? Evan Chesia is what exactly? Excuse me. Evan yeah, is, is a rock, an actual rock from which Hashem founded the world. So that... The rock in the dome of the rock. Exactly. And how is that in a person's intellect? The answer is because that was in, That was what was inside the holy of holies in the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash represents intellect. In other words, we, we're told that there are ten levels of holiness in the world. Holiness is also Chachma. Seichel is called holiness. Kadeshli Kol Bechor it says that Bechor, which is the firstborn, which is gracious which is Chachma, is called Kedusha. So in, in Eretz Yisrael, we're told the whole, the highest level of holiness is the holy of holies in the Beit HaMikdash, where this rock was and where the lucha is, the tablets from which the Torah was. Mm-hmm. So by connecting to that, we're connecting to the highest, highest level of seichot, which is what can sweeten all harsh judgments. Well, you said that we're bringing sinsumim to rectify to that place. Sounds like the simsumen are dark. Yes. Simsum means constriction. Constriction means lack of of light, lack of kindness. Because they just choke off the light. Yes. Choking or constriction. Constriction means absence of light. That doesn't sound like necessarily an evil thing. It doesn't have to be. The term tzimtzum, uh means usually the left side. The right side is chesed. We say, opening up is a concept of chesed. Closed is a concept of din, of oh. judgment. Now, even within chesed, we know that open throttle, too wide, is this too much light, is is, is as as harmful as no light. you yeah. Any other questions, please? HaRevov. Now, Rav Zal changes the topic to show another example of this. V'alken, Havia shem yisbor hakol habehemois v'hachayois lirois mayik Going back to creation of the world, we find one of the major events that takes place there is that Hashem brings all the different animals, the domesticated ones, the non-domesticated ones, before Odom, in order for Odom to name them. As the Pesach says, And whatever name Odom or Isham would give them, that, that would be their, their living soul. Because the name and the source of life of all the different animals, that's their life, which they draw from their source. Which is what applies to every individual type of animal, which is its source. The odom and all of their individual names, their source of life, draws from man, who is Das Shehu Kol Mikol man is the one who is supposed to be a composite of all the seichel of everything else in the world, nivra because we know that Hashem created everything. From dirt. Man was created from the dirt at the site of the Besamikdosh, Kide Sheyye Nithla Bo Evan Shesia, so that man should naturally be able to connect and plug in to that holy of holies, to that rock. Therefore, it's man that knows the individual sechel that's the pipeline, the source of life of each and every type of animal. Shehu shmom v'chiyusom, which is their name and their source of life. Kihu tzorech levharerom lehalo is kol min v'min Because it's man, we human beings, that are the ones that are supposed to purify and re- refine all of the behemois and all the Chayois and connect them to their source. That all of them should be able to plug into the evan Shoyu And this is another explanation as to why sacrifices were brought in the Bay Samikdosh. The base Bo Evan Shasia. It's through these animal sacrifices that were brought in the base Samiktosh that's what gave the animals their connection to the Sechel, to the Evan Shasia. Question in the chat. What does it mean that man was created by the Beis HaMikdosh? The wording in the Medrash or the Gemara is that man was created from fire and water and air and dirt. Ofor. The dirt that was used to create man was the dirt from the site of the Beis HaMikdosh, Showing that that's our origin. Our origin is our Shurish, is from the base from the Evin Shesiyah. Another question in the chat, does Tzimtzum actually make it possible for light to be seen? Because otherwise there would be too much light. Is Tzimtzum more or less the same as the lower wisdom that makes it possible for the upper wisdom to be understood? The answer is yes. That's when it's a positive Tzimtzum. There is holy tzimtzum, there is good tzimtzum, and there's negative tzimtzum. Esav, Yishmuel, the Sitrachra, the klipos they represent negative tzimtzum. They represent actual darkness and the the removal of holy light, of, of beneficial light. Whereas the tzimtzum that you're speaking about is holy tzimtzum, good tzimtzum. The next paragraph, Zion, V'yalken ho'yukol ha'behemois v'hachayois m'uchrochem lichnois letoich tevas noyach. With this, we'll also be able to understand why all the different types of behemois and chayois had to be brought into the Noah's Ark. Ki tevas Hu Yoim ha'kipurim because the Zoyar HaKadosh tells us that Noah's Ark which represents a sanctuary of holiness during the time of the flood when the world was all evil. And Tevas Noach was a, a center of holiness which was able to survive the flood. Just that's in in Mokrim, in place, in location. In time, we have the 365 days of the year and the, the holy sanctuary in time is the ten days of tshuva from Rosh Hashanah through Yom Kippur, of which the peak is Yom Kippur. Just like we know that in location, we said there are ten levels of holiness. Level one is Eretz Yisrael, the next highest level is and then comes the Harbais, leading up to the Holy of Holies. So too, the ten days of tshuva start from Rosh Hashanah, which is Malchus, and leading up to Yom Kippur, which is the Kesser, which is the one day a year when the holiest person, the Kohen Gadol, went into the holiest place, the Holy of Holies. Kemo as is brought in the Tikun Eizoya. It says there that the, the Ark came to rest Ba Ba and the Tikun Eizoya says Chodesh is Tishrei, the month of Tishrei, of which one of the highest heights in Tishrei is Yom Kippur. Shesel bechinas evan shesia kodesh This corresponds to the Holy of Holies, which had the evan shesia. Kibiyom akipurem ha gadol nifnas because it was on Yom Kippur that the kohen gadol was able to go into there, into the Holy of Holies, and tap into this evan shesia. the vialkain bishas hadin and therefore, when there was this greatest display of Midas Hadin, of harsh judgment from Hashem in flooding the entire world with boiling water, all the different animals had to be gathered into Noah's Ark, Shehi kodesh which corresponds to the holy of holies, in order to sweeten all the tzimtzumim, remember, behemois represent a lower level intellect than human beings. So a human being is called sechel, a behema is tzimtzum, lack of seichal, or very low level of sechel. Kede, Nimtak called Simsum with simsum, so that each and every individual simsum, which was represented by each and every individual species of animal, should be sweetened <laughs> up through the sechel, the high level of sechel of holiness. And this is why the Torah makes a point of stressing that each one of the animals went inside according to their specific species. They, were, they kept apart from each other. Referring specifically to those animals that stuck to their own type. al isur kilei behema. And they did not violate the violation of two different species of animals mating together. Because it's impossible to enter into Noah's Ark, into the Holy of Holies, into the Evan Shisiyah, <coughs> unless we're careful to avoid improper types of mixtures. So that each and every species has to be independent, separate, apart. That's when each and every individual species can be can get its tikkun through the specific sechel that applies to that type. Shemekapel may and that individual sechel receives from the highest sechel, which is called the evan Because even when we're able to accomplish this sweetening of the judgments of the by connecting to that highest highest seichel. As discusses there in the it's impossible to connect over there unless you're going through your specific channel. Just like we know that each one of the Shavotim has a separate path by which their prayers go up to heaven. Why? Why not all together? Can't be all together. There have to be these different nuschois of tefillah. The Arizal says originally there were 12 different versions of prayer. Today we don't know them. Today we know some of them. There's Sfar, Ashkenaz, certain different variations, where again, this particular group of people needs to connect via their channel. Because each individual has to connect over there to that highest place via their pipe, their tzimtzum that comes from the evan shesia, the haminen, and that's why it's forbidden to mix together different types. Because if we do that, it'll be impossible for them to connect over there and to receive that sweetening from there. Not on a general level and not on an individual level. It requires each one going through their proper channel, their proper path. Rabbi, uh, don't we know that... (coughs) To to uh, cohabitations on the ark. Yes, was it the same species? I'm saying that they did cohab. They did not. Cohabitate. Well, didn't someone cohabitate on the ark and he turned black? The raven, exactly. It's brought that the raven. There were one or two that were very evil that did, and they were punished for that. Exactly. Or were they the same channel, like human to human, raven to raven? I believe, yes. Oh, so it wouldn't uh, be this killing thing. Exactly. Okay, exactly. thank you. And that's why the Torah tells us that all the different animals, domesticated, non-domesticated, were brought inside the teva, those that stuck to their own type. And this brought about a sweetening of all the different types of tzinsum and all of the, judge, the severe judgments that were in the world at that time. <coughs> and through this, they were all able to leave the ark at the end as individual, separate families. As it says in the Torah, "Le hateva," that all those that left the ark left the ark through their specific family. Ki min seven because again, each individual species left the ark, left this evanshesia, this rock from which all tzimtzumim receive. alkane hikriv noyach mehem and this explains also why the Torah makes a point of saying that upon exiting from the ark noyachut sacrifices ki korbonois hu because offering sacrifices in the base samiktosh is an example of sweetening the atsimsumim through the individual sechel that applies to each one of them kim noyach mvarer u kol Mizuama because as Rabbein Azal explains there, Noyach is is the, the the power of holiness that purifies and rectifies from all the 30 the, all the 39 acts of work from the curse, the original curse of the snake. As the Torah tells us, when Noach was born, that he was named Noach, because he is the one who will console us from all the atzvos, all of the depression, all of those 39 curses that were issued at the original time of creation. Because Noach represents the holiness of Shabbos, Kemuva, as is brought in chapter 2 in the second half of Likud Imran, Bechinas The word noyach is from the word menucha, to rest, which refers to Shabbos, the holiness of Shabbos. Rest for the those above and rest for those below. Meaning all force, all powers. al in kol sumen, And therefore it's through the efforts of noyach that were sweetened all the different sintsumin, Shaheen of which an example of that is the 39 acts of work that people have to do, the struggle to earn a livelihood. Which is also represented by all the different species of animals. <coughs> Because all of them were sweetened and purified through Noah's Ark, Shehi Bchinas Yom Kippurim, which corresponds to Yom Kippur, Bchinas Evan Shasia, that originating rock, SheShon Nimtokim Kol Hadinim That's where all different types of din and all different types of tzimtzum in the world get get their tikkun. Ali through that highest level koche which is the holy of holies, shemish omkol haham tokois, from which all sweetenings takes place. The will finish the halach We have two more short paragraphs, and then I have something very, very, very interesting to share. Paragraph Ches, Vialkein, Hatoira, Tsrichen Kolechot This will explain another very interesting point. We know Hashem loves unity. Hashem loves oneness. How come, when it comes to a Sefer Torah, each and every single letter must be apart from the one next to it? Two letters aren't allowed to touch. If two letters touch each other, the Sefer Torah is puzzled. The in midbach oislo ois, puzzle, kikol oislo ois, sechel. Each and every letter represents an aspect of divine wisdom, shemekabel mi sechel hakoilo, which receives its light from the uppermost sechel, derachatzinoir hachayachloi, via the pipe that it's connected to. That's what gives that letter the ability to sweeten the sinsum that's related to it. That's why each letter has to be separate. It's forbidden for two letters to touch. So that we're not mixing up the tsinsumim or the sechels because when they get mixed up, we cannot up, we cannot perform the tikkun. We can't accomplish the tikkun that's needed. odom im kulon lachroish velim And now we'll understand also why a human being is allowed to join together with. Any species of animal, a cow, a donkey, a mule, to plow a field. If a man is hooked up to a wagon, to a to a plow together, that's okay. Because man is not like animal. Animal receives from an individual Sechel. Man represents the Sechel HaKoilel, which, which is mamtik all the different types of tzimtzumim and Dinim, which are represented by Behema. Chabrus v'ta'aro'yves Im and therefore, even when a human being is standing alongside an animal, even when they're hooked up together, they are not. One, they're not joining together. Adarabah, just the opposite. The human being is the sechel that sweetens the behemot. The ein bha adam din kilayim Therefore, there's no law of kilayim applying to a human being and an animal and a human being is allowed to combine with any other animal to do work together to plow to pull to draw a wagon because a human being never gets mixed up or joined together unified with a behemoth. because man is the sechel, the sweetening of behemo, which is tzimtzum. Behemo tzimtzum, man, human being is the sechel. Remember, we've mentioned in the past that the word adam is three times yud k. Yud k is the letters of Hashem's name that represent chachma and bina Sechel, and me, and three times corresponding to the three parts of the brain. So man is sechel, behema is absence of sechel, tzimtzum. Now, two very interesting, important things I'd like to point out. What gives the base Hamikdosh its holiness? What gives Seichel its holiness? Everything originates from the name of Hashem. The name of Hashem is the source of all holiness, all blessing, all goodness. We say in Birka Samozayim, this great holy house, which has your name upon it. It's the name of Hashem that's the divine source of all holiness, of all seichel, of all blessing, of all goodness. The Yalkot the Horuveni, one of the special Midrashim, points out, speaking about Noah's Ark, what gave it its power? This, this, uh, the holiness of Yom Kippur. There's a pasuk, Migdal Oiz Shem Hashem. The name of Hashem is a fortress of strength. Boy Yorutz Tzaddik Venizgov, into which will run a tzaddik, an exalted one. And the Medrash says the Torah defines the dimensions of the of the ark why? If I'm going to build an ark, I need to know that. The answer is there's an incredible secret in those dimensions. Those dimensions actually are Hashem's name. The Pesach says there, Shloish amois orko. it was 300 amos long, <coughs> 50 amois tall, and 30 Amois, uh, 50 Amois wide, and 30 Amois tall. You'll take a look in the Psukim, in the beginning of Parashat Sinoiach. The, the letters of Hashem's name, Yud K Vav Ke, Yud times Hey, 10 times 5 is 50, times 6 is 300. Yud times Hey times Vav is 300. Y- Yud, um, V Vov Hey, Vov times Hey, six times five is thirty and the fifty should have something going. I don't remember at this moment, it's in the Yalkut Toruveni that shows that all three dimensions came from Hashem's name, Yud Ke Vavke, that just like the Beis Hamikdosh is called the holy residence, which has the name of Hashem upon it. That's what empowers it. So too, Noah's Ark, what gave it its power, it's to withstand the flood at a time that was the, the name of Hashem. That's this fortress of strength. There's a story that I've told before, it's too long to go into now, I'll just summarize it, there was a tremendous tzaddik, Reb Galanti, who lived at a time when there was a certain Arab sheik, who people used to go to, and he was able to cure them, heal them, if they had, you know, fatal sicknesses. Some instances, he was able to say to the person, cannot be healed, you're going to die. And and this Ramosha Galanti heard about this and he saw that it was true, and he was extremely curious to find out what's his power, what's his secret. And there's an incredible story that I've told. It's brought in the one one of the Sforim, Tame Hamunhogi, <clears throat> as to how he finally makes a friendship with this sheikh. And he gets the sheik, he teaches the sheik all kinds of things that the sheik didn't know and gets the sheik to reveal to him his secret. What's his secret? He has a, a palace. And in this palace, there's a chamber within a chamber. And there's a pool that he goes into and dips. He First, he fasts. And then he purifies himself going into this pool. And then he goes to this building that's made of pure pure gold and precious stones and he goes inside and and there's a, a, a an ark there a an ark meaning a, like what we keep the uh, the in. and 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 he opens that ark and in there are the letters yud hey vav hey Hashem's name, and this Arab sheik tells Ramosha Galanti that this is the holy, this is the name of the creator of the world, the one who created the world, and if a person purifies themselves and looks at and tries to attach themselves to this, th- these letters, that's what gives the person incredible, incredible power. And it's written that after this, Rabbi Moshe Galanti went home and he cried, saying, imagine, I had to hear this from this Arab sheik. I had to have him tell me how holy the name of Hashem is. And that when we when we daven, when we say, Hashem melech the name of Hashem, if we say it with a little bit of seriousness and holiness, that's the source of all bracha, of all seichel, of all divine light from which all sinsumim can be sweetened. Any questions? Ah, exactly. I'm sorry. I don't know why I kept thinking yud and hay is 15. 10 times five is 50. So yud times hay is 50. Then yud times hay times vav is 300. And vav times hay is 30. Those are the three dimensions. That the Torah defines for the Ark, which means what empowered this Ark was the name of Hashem, which is the same thing that empowers the Beis Hamikdash, which is the same thing that empowers a tzaddik. When we talk about a tzaddik being a holy person, what makes him holy? The same thing that made the Beis Hamikdash holy: the name of Hashem upon him that he carried. That's why the, the Torah begins with the Shulchan begins with Shivisi Hashem lenegdi somed that a holy Jew always has the name of Hashem in front of him, has the image of the name of Hashem in front of him, that's what gives us our holiness, that's what gives us the ability to sweeten all tzimtzum. Any questions, please? Good evening, Rev. Um, I have a version of the L'Kunia Lachas, there's a parish, Marbit, I guess, Marbit, Am I announcing his name properly? I don't know. Um, Any idea who this is? I don't know. No, I don't know. Rabbi, no? I don't know? If you'll take a picture of it, maybe, and send it to me, I'll take a look. Maybe I'll be able to know what it is. Okay, thanks, Rabbi. Okay, we'll just give a a small introduction to the next halacha, which again, it's halacha dalid on this topic of kilayim. The Pesach says, do not plow using an ox and a donkey bound together. We just made reference a moment ago to chapter 2 in the second half of Likut Imran, the next halacha is going to be based on that chapter, which begins with the words The days of Hanukkah are days of praise to Hashem. I and Sham Kol Hatoira study that entire chapter in the Kutimran. especially what Rabbenazal writes about at the end of that chapter. Over there, Rabinazal is teaching us. How a person can draw the joy of Shabbos into the six days of the week, because the six days of the week, compared to Shabbos, represent lack of joy, depression. The pasuk says, that during the six days of the week we are eved, we are slaves. <coughs> But on Shabbos, we're no longer Eved. We're the son, the prince. There's these two levels. On, on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, we say, Im Imka Im ka'avodin. Hashem, whether you want to consider us your children, or whether you want to consider us your servants, your slaves. Bechinas naichah And the Pesach in Parshas Noach begins with, Eile toldos noach. Noach ish tzadik. It says Noach twice. The Zohar Kodesh says this refers to Noach above, Noach below. Bechinas simcha. And rest. Noach, which means menucha, is a state of joy and happiness. Bechinas zeyenachamenu mimasenu umeitzon yedenu. As it says, when Noach was born, this individual is going to console us from our. Actions from our work and from our depression. Masenu refers to the Shesha Semeya Maisa, the six days of work, and itzvon swanyadeinu refers to the lack of joy that comes natural during the six days of the week. Ki Shabbos menachem because Shabbos consoles and infuses joy and happiness into everyone. And by drawing the holiness of Shabbos into the six days of the week, Through that, we reveal the ultimate oneness of Hashem. Remember, on Friday night, we say, va kol Yisrael. We mention the female aspect, the va. On Shabbos morning we say Voi We mentioned the male aspect. On Shabbos at Mincha we say vam them. We join the two together as one. And in the Shmonesri at Mincha, on Shabbos, we say Ato Echod, the Echod, You Hashem are one, your name is one, and where in the world is there a nation, a one nation like the Jewish people? Because during six days of the week, there's diversity, there's differences, there's chesed and gevura, there's Teferas, there's netzach and Hol, there's a right and a left. <clears throat> On each one of the six days of creation, Hashem created different things. And this is something that the human mind Cannot comprehend. How Hashem is one? How can one create diversity? How can diversity come from oneness? Using human rationale, we cannot explain this however through the gift of shabbos is revealed the oneness the ultimate oneness of hashem shabbos is the mitzvah that shows that we believe in the oneness of Hashem, that we believe that all of the diversity in this world, all the different things in this world, originate from the ultimate oneness, which is Hashem, who created all of them in six days of the week, and rested on Shabbos. And this concept of revealing this pure oneness to realize and believe that all of this diversity that we see in the world originates from pure oneness. That's something that even Hashem considers very precious. Rabbi explains that that's why when there's a debate among people, when there's a group of people who agree, on, when there's Yochid v'Rabim, when there's an individual person arguing against a group of people, and the group of people agree to one opinion, that's what we favor. We favor that diversity joining together as one. Because when unity, when oneness, is revealed down here on earth, then Hashem, the ultimate oneness, which is Hashem, is revealed. As we say at the peak of Shabbos, at the end of Shabbos at Mincha, You are one, your name is one, and where in the world is there a nation like the Jewish nation? One nation in the world. This is the introduction. And Mitz will continue on Thursday morning, Israeli time, American time, with the actual halacham. Wishing everybody a wonderful week. We should be to see the complete and final downfall of Aesov and Yishmael, of all the opposing forces to the Jewish nation. And we should be to see the Jewish nation united, united as one. This this oneness that 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 will come about through Moshiach Rav, there's these Rosh Kornish. Um are we starting on time? We'll start, good reminder, on Rosh we start at 8.15 a.m. Israeli time, one fifteen a.m. American time. Thank you. Thank you, Rav. Be mitzliak b'zvay Hashem. Hashem should open all the gates for you. Amen. Thank you. All the best.